This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's a delight and a privilege to start another week of broadcasting. And if you were with us last week, you know we have been referring to the words according to and how often they appear in Scripture. And in a number of cases, I should say in many cases, those words refer to the ways that God moves and acts. For example, last week we spoke about God doing things according to his purpose and how we are called to live according to fulfill his purposes. We quoted Acts 13, verse 36, which referred to the life of David. And of David it said, that he fulfilled the purpose of God in his generation. Another factor that describes how the Lord does things is according to his pleasure. And that's the topic for this week, God working according to his pleasure. And that is what we are called to do. We are called to bring pleasure to the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to the book of Ephesians chapter 1, beginning at verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 3, and we're reading verses 3, 4, and 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him. All right, stay with it. Just as we chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will. That's in the New American Standard, but other versions say it, according to the good pleasure of his will. So we see God, one of the strong means by which God operated and moved and directed things was because of his good pleasure. The Amplified Version says, because it pleased him and it was his kind intention. Junie, if we could understand why God moves, that it was all for his pleasure and his kind intention, we would be drawn so much closer to him if we recognize that. And that is the nature of God. And to understand that, Shelley, is really to understand the gospel, the creation, and to really know that since the Lord knows everything, from the end to the beginning, that he knew that he created Lucifer 
and he would be over a third of the angels and he would turn against him and the third of the angels would fall with Lucifer and God in his good pleasure doesn't take back what he promises so Lucifer had the authority and God knew before the foundation of the earth that Lucifer would deceive Eve and that Eve would feed Adam and that Adam would love Eve and want to remain with her and the two would fall together into the hands of Lucifer, which means they would have been lost forever. And in God's good pleasure, in his good intention, before the foundation of the earth, he knew this, and he predestined Shelley according to Ephesians that he would have us to be in him. So he knew the only way to do that was for him to become sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. So to really see that it was not a pleasurable thing for Jesus to suffer and to die, but it was pleasurable in his heart to know that there was purpose. Yes. And where there's purpose, there's power. And for us to have an eternal purpose that we would desire to bring God pleasure as we would be hidden in him, just like you read. It all happens when we're hidden with the Messiah in God. It's really true. Turn with us now to uh, Isaiah chapter 46, verses 9 and 10. And Junie, really, this shows the heart of God exactly uh, according to what you just read. Isaiah chapter 46, I'd like to read verses 9 and 10. Isaiah 46, beginning at verse 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning. Wow. And from ancient times, things that are not yet done. Wow. Saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Junie, it is a wow. This is the heart of God. And we need to just grow more intimate with him, especially in days like this, where we're so close to the final uh, days of this age. I just want to read it again. It's so powerful. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning, from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. What do you say, Junie? It's just uh, an overwhelming verse and that's the God we serve. And you know, Shelley, if we look back... And remember how God delivered our people out of Egypt. How he took the, the, the Red Sea and parted it and made a way for them to walk on dry, dry ground. That we should remember this. Yes. That no matter what we're going through, that he will take care of us. He will watch over us according to his good pleasure he has saved us and redeemed us it's really powerful Shelley because I didn't know you were going to read that scripture 
So what I said about uh, Lucifer really? and Adam and Eve and uh, God knowing the end from the beginning, before it was even written, he had it in his heart for his good pleasure that we would share his life. We would be as he is. Right. I mean, it really is beyond human comprehension. Really, and I think in the verse it says, before the foundations of the earth, the lamb was slain. So nothing takes the Lord by surprise. And even when there's difficulties, it's all going to work to his good pleasure. Again, we need to see that in the Hebrew, the word for pleasure and pleasing means desire, delight, and a positive attraction for something or someone. We read in Psalm 149, verse 4, for the Lord takes pleasure in his people. Junie, what more do we need to know? The Lord takes pleasure in his people. When we know the Lord, it delights his heart. He takes pleasure in each one of his born-again children. We see in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message to save those who believe. Junie, what do you do with this? It, it's, it's so astounding. And I just pray that you and I will be drawn closer to him because of his word. And every listener would get more insight and revelation to the God that we serve. In Luke chapter 12, verse 32, it reads, Do not fear, little flock. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Wow. So it's just amazing, Shelley, that God desires to give us his kingdom. It's really true. It, it's wow. beyond us, Shelley. It's, you just have to sit and just absorb and get a revelation from the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. How great is our God as he's doing things because it pleases him. And if it pleases him, I pray that we could be pleased by what he's doing in our lives, even when things get difficult. Now, the Greek word for pleasure means agreeable and acceptable. Now, let's look at these verses, June, out of the Gospel of John. John chapter 8, verse 29. These are the words of Jesus. He who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Junie, Jesus did always those things that please him. And because we are created in his image and we are supposed to allow his life to live through us, we should do always those things that please the Lord. In the Gospel of John, chapter 5, verse 30, it reads, I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. And Jesus taught us how to walk, that in the flesh there were certain things that he didn't want to do, but he remembered the Father and always sought to do the Father's will. And he taught us a way, Shelley, that there might be things that we might not want to do in our flesh. Our flesh might want other things, but we need to set ourselves like a flint yes. that we would desire not to do our own will, but to do the will of God. Because when we do the will of God, Shelley, then it really is Jesus's resurrected life living in and through us, Amen. which will be a witness 
to the lost and dying world. One more verse from the Gospel of John, John 6, verse 38. I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. So when you look at these verses, Junie, these three verses from the Gospel of John, it clearly reveals that doing God's will brings pleasure to God. That's what more do we want? That should be the the prime emphasis in our life to do the will of God, because what greater joy is there than pleasing our Father's heart? And you know, Shelley, it reminds me of when I got saved, that something so changed in my life in the knowledge of God and the knowledge of Jesus being alive and God revealing himself to me, that all I desired to do was to please him. And that bore witness. Something happened to you, Shelley, because you saw that something happened to me which caused you to want to know the one that I knew because you couldn't find him. And then God revealed himself to you because you looked for him. So we pray for every one of our listeners today, even as we share about your good pleasure, oh God, that you would begin to stir our listeners to not do their own will, but to do the will of God that would bring pleasure to you. Yes, Lord. And just as your word says, the Lord takes pleasure in his people. I pray that we, your people, take pleasure in delighting your heart by doing your will. We pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.